Ervin Perik Base, Mishnah Vav 2.6, the last of the Perik and the last of our topic. The truth is that the structure of this Mishnah is that Rebbe Eli is going to give three halachas that he believes were the psak of Rebbe Eliezer. These three things stand alone. The first one is related to our existing topic, the other two are off topic. And in all three, he's going to say, I heard Rebbe Eliezer say this. The first one is in contradiction to what we said in the previous Mishnah. It's a different sheet than what Rebbe Eliezer said. Um, the other two are also at odds with what we see elsewhere in other Masechlis. And in all three cases, he will end up by saying that the Chazarti al-Kol Talmidav, I went to ask all of his other students, aside from me, Ubikashtili Chaver, I went and sought out someone who agreed with me that Rabbi Eliezer had said these things, Velo Matsasi, but I couldn't find anyone who agreed. So that means that Rabbi Eli is testifying what he believes he heard. Um, but notwithstanding that, the Allah is not like him in any of these three cases. Um, but here they are. The first is going to deal with the question we've been discussing in the last Mishnah, and so, which is the question of the Gina and the Karpef and how big it can be, since it's a Makum Shalohuk of Fladira, since no one's living there, how big it can be to one can carry, that would, one would still be allowed to carry inside of it, um, notwithstanding the fact that it has proper Machitzas, since it doesn't feel like a private a private place because it's so big. Am Rebbe Eli, Shamati Rebbe Eliezer. I heard from Eliezer, says Rebbe Eli, Vafilhi Kabes Kur. As far as the lachas of the Gin and the Karpef are concerned, even if they're the size of a base core, which is a very large area, you could st- up to the size of a base core, you could still carry there as long as there are proper machitzas. It doesn't matter that there's it's not hook of ladira. A base core um, is 30 times the size of a base sa, meaning that a core is 30 times the volume of a of a sa. And since we said in the previous Mishnah, he allows up to a size of two. A, Two base core, um, that means that we're giving, excuse me, two base saw. So that means that here, Rabbi Lai is saying Rabbi Elazar is giving a, a size that's 15 times bigger, not two, but rather 30 base saw in area, which means if you do the math, 2,500 is one base saw times 30 is 75,000. 75,000 square almost, a very big area. Okay, um, what he contends is that. There is such a din about the base sasaim, that the two saw area, but that applies according to Rabbi Eli, according to Rabbi Eliezer, that only applies if you have like some kind of valley which has natural mechitzas. Uh, you'll recall that a mechitza simply means anything that's offset from the public by having a 10 tefach high offset. Now the truth is, if you have a steep slope that rises or falls 10 tfachim over a horizontal distance of four amos um, or less. So that's considered to be a mechitza. And if, if it's natural, it's still considered a mechitza. So according to his opinion here, Rebbe opinion, the time when you're only allowed to have an area of beisah, saim to beisah, is where um, you have natural mechitzas, and therefore if it's very large, it doesn't feel like a walled area at all. It feels like a a, a public place. Um, so that's not sufficient. But in the case of regular conventional mechitzas, you know, a fence around or something, then it can be very large, even the size of a base core, 15 times bigger. Okay, that's the first of the three opinions that he is going to suggest Rabbi Lezer said. V'chein, and also says Rabbi Eli, Shamati Menu, I heard from him, from Rabbi Eliezer, that Anshi Chatzer Shashachach Echad Mehen V'lo Erev, in a scenario where you have a number of people living and they have some, let's say, in a chatzer, in a courtyard, and they have a shared living space, like the courtyard itself, as opposed to their private homes. 
And if what's supposed to happen is, you know, the, the truth is that this is the topic of the sixth parak. I'm going to say it very briefly here because we go at it at great length in the sixth parak. But very briefly, um, if there's a shared common space, you're not supposed to carry um, from your private home into that shared common space, the chatzer, or from the chatzer back into your private home, because midrabanan it feels, because all we're concerned that it feels like you're going from a true private place, like your home where no one's allowed to be besides you, to a place which, at least in terms of residency, there's multiple residents that walk around here. It's private, and it has the halachas of, it's a rishus because it has walls around it, but still, since it doesn't feel so private because your neighbors all use it as well, Chazal said you can't carry there unless you set up an Erev Chatzeros, which essentially is food which combines everyone to be like kind of like a single consortium. They're living together. So if one person who's a resident has a home that opens up into the Chatzer, but he doesn't participate in the Erev Chatzeros, so then he makes it so that no one can carry in the Chatzer because it's like there are two groups that have access, not one group. There's the consortium of the other people there plus him. So the requirement is that if he didn't set up before Shabbos to participate in the Erev Chatzeros, a plan B would be for him to relinquish his rights to carry inside the Chatzer. And by doing so, he like becomes a person on grata. He's out of the picture, leaving just the consortium of residents as the only entity that has rights there, like a single entity. Therefore, they can carry again. As for this guy who relinquishes rights, um, he is now considered to be like a, their guest, if you will, and he can certainly carry from the within the chatzer and from the chatzer to their homes. Um, the question is, what's with carrying from the chatzer to his home? Okay, so the setup here in our Mishnah, as the Gemara gets done with it, is that he says he relinquishes, he explicitly says he relinquishes ownership um, and rights to carry in the chatzer. So that's fine, but he's inexplicit about whether or not he's also ceding his own homes residency to the consortium or not. So it's ambiguous. So Rabbi Eli says that Rabbi Eliezer held that he was generous, so to speak, and allows that he gave, he, if he doesn't say explicitly what he's intended, we assume since he's trying to help them anyways, the rest of the people that are residents there, by relinquishing his rights to the Chatzir, he also relinquishes his rights to his own home. And that being the case, we won't let him carry from the Chatzir into his home um, because such an act would Look like he's reneging on the whole on the whole um, bitzel on the whole relinquishing of rights, which would undermine everything and make it that no one could carry anymore. And therefore, we say that um, he's not allowed to carry into his home, whereas the others could carry into his home. Since when he relinquishes rights, we are assuming he relinquished the rights to access his own home to them. So now, for them, they have access to his home privately, like they do the chutzner, and therefore they could carry in and out of his home, just not he can't. Um, and that's what the Mishnah says here. The Ken Shamati Menu, I heard from him also, says Rulai regarding Rubliezer. Anche Chatzer Shashachach Echad Mehen, Velo Erev, if you have a bunch of people living in a Chatzer together, and one of them neglected to participate in the Erev. So then, and then he agrees to be Mavatel and, and relinquish his rights. He says, I'll relinquish my rights to you guys, but he was inexplicit regarding his own home. Beso Aser, we assume he meant to include also his home in the relinquishment, and therefore, um, as far as his house goes, it's forbidden for him to bring stuff in and out of his home because that would look like he's really taking over and transferring from his home to the Rishus, uh, to the shared area, and that sort of undermines his bittel, says he wasn't serious about it. But since we're assuming that he meant to include his home in the transference or the seating of rights to other people in the Chatzir, they could carry in and out of his home, even his stuff. Um, the other... Tell me, if you will, who aren't going to agree with this, said no. 
and we'll get more on this in the sixth paragraph a little bit, he only meant to include his public, but not his private home, and therefore um, the private home remains his, and they cannot bring stuff into his home. No way. The third category is, the third din is, V'chen shamati menu. I also heard from Rabbi Eliezer, says Rabbi Lai, She'yotin ba'akravin ba'pesach, that there's this bitter herb called akravanin, um, which looks like a scorpion somehow, hence the name akravanin, um, which means scorpion-ish. And you can use that as your maror, as your bitter herbs on Pesach and Biyotzi. In the second parak of Mesechus Pesachim, the Mishnah lists out five things that you could use um, to Biyotzi, your chiv, your obligation to eat bitter herbs. And the Mishnah lists five, Chazeres, Ulshin, Tamcha, Harchavina, and Maror. None of those, of course, are Akravanan. And therefore, Rabbi Eliezer is adding a sixth. The halacha is not like that, although there are, by the way, halacha lamaisa lamaisa. Many who understand that the fifth on the list, maror, includes any bitter thing. That would include akravan, after all. And therefore, halacha lamaisa, the shulchan aruch paskins, that if you can't use one of the items on the list, and you just use any generic bitter thing, like akravan, for example, you you would use it, but you wouldn't make a bracha. Okay? So anyways, in all three of those cases, um, Rabbi Eli, Eli had a, an unusual Masora, regarding what his Rebbe said. He'd heard it himself, but apparently no one else heard what he heard. And therefore the Mishnah ends by saying, V'chizarti al-kol talmidav. I personally, says Rebbe went to all of his students, seeing if any of them had heard the same thing as me. Ubikashti li chaver. I sought out someone who would be on my side. V'lo but I couldn't find anybody, meaning everyone else didn't hear what Rebbe is sure he heard from Rebbe Eliezer. Now with that, we finish the second parak of Erevin, and that's the end of the topic uh, that we discussed so far about setting up you know, boundaries and how, how these partitions work, etc. Starting from the third parak, we'll begin a new set of halachas that are the halachas of Erev Tchumen, as we'll explain as Hashem shortly.